What is happening? Not after 30 podcast listeners and likers of the subseries called The Awkward Throw Clear with Aaron Chalupa. This is episode 30 of The Awkward Throw Clear. I am hosting and interviewing Ryan Duncan. Beside me would be Colin Eisner. And we're at a sports bar called Two Seasons in Salzburg, Austria. It's a pretty cool little place. Uh, many a time have I gotten uh, a little inebriated there, and they serve really good food. So Colin and I are having a couple beers while we interview <clears throat> the star center of the Salzburg Red Bulls, Ryan Duncan. Ryan is an amazingly friendly guy. Um, salt of the earth, which is funny because Salzburg is uh, translates to salt city, so he, he works out there quite well too. I uh, sat down with us, agreed to do an interview, um, kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing. We got to meet him after the hockey game, uh, saw the Salzburg Red Bulls destroy the Rouen uh, Dragons from France in a Champions League game, and he agreed to do a podcast interview with two drunk Canadians. <laughs> so that wasn't uh, that was that was quite the shock to us. We just thought we were going to like you know get to meet him and everything, but lo and behold, he got to sit down with us. Ryan is a great guy. He got to play hockey uh, at with uh, such NHL greats as TJ Oshie, recent Stanley Cup winner, and also Jonathan Taves, multiple Stanley Cup winner. Uh, Ryan's had quite the incredible journey in the hockey world. He's currently playing for Salzburg, Austria, uh, sorry, Salzburg Red Bulls in Austria, and he's also played in Munich and various other places too. So yeah, give it up for Ryan Duncan. <coughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to the Ar- Awkward throat clear. Now here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right, well, welcome to the show. They're not after, not after thirty podcast listeners. This is Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra, uh, the Awkward Throat Clear sub series. I'm here with Colin Eisner, uh, my European travel buddy at the moment. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> and we're here with uh, star forward of the Salzburg Red Bulls hockey team, uh, Ryan Duncan. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, you can use the term star loosely. <laughs> uh, I well, appreciate you, you guys having me on the podcast. Well, you are the lead. Uh, we're happy to have you here. Like It was, uh, it was a, a real pleasure to meet you after the game against um, the Dragons, the uh, I always mess the Rouen. Up the, Rouen, is that how you'd yep. say it? Yeah, yep. the Rouen Dragons. We Got were it. just in France, and man, I tell you, like after learning French six years, ten years ago, you, you really got to like dive deep in the brain to like... Same oh, with me, man. How's, how's, how's the French nowadays? So, yeah, the Rouen Dragons there. Uh, that was a hell of a game. I believe the score at the end was five to one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, obviously it was a big win for us to advance in the Champions Hockey League. First time uh, an Austrian league team had uh, moved on to the final eight in the, in oh, the Champions really? Hockey League. So oh, wow. Something, uh, we're definitely very proud of. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, and like... It, well, actually, I'll get back to that later. But um, you were the player, the, the man of the match. Yep. That yeah, one. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And deal. I believe that in the uh, EBL, you are the league leader in Salzburg for points at the moment. At the moment, yeah. <laughs> so, star four, Ryan Duncan here with us. Uh, we are also recording in a uh, really popular restaurant, Two Seasons, which is attached to the Salzburg Ice Arena. Uh, it's been a very f- uh, favorite place of Colin and I for their reasonable menu uh, prices yeah. and their access to Stiegel beer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after that game, we came over here. And, whew, I think we uh, that that entire night. I think we drank Salzburg Drive it all was, the year. It was a long night. It was, <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> I love hearing that. No. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, too, right? Well, this I mean, is such a wicked big, city. Big, big, get everybody to Salzburg. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, actually, just carrying on with that. 
Salzburg just attached to Stiegel Brewery or Brauerei, uh, as well as all the great food and everything. Like, you're an athlete. Like, how do you deal with all that like temptation? Like, great beer, great food. Have you been to Augustina? Yep. Oh my God, that that beer is probably my favorite in the city. Like, no offense to Stiegel or anything, because this is also very good, but. Yeah, no, it, it takes uh, a lot of discipline, I'd say, right? <laughs> yeah. Sample every now and then, but uh, you try not to indulge too much. Obviously, you don't want it uh, affecting with other areas of your life and yeah. career. So, but, <laughs> totally. Uh, no, it's you can't uh, ask for a better place for food or drink or restaurant and uh, atmosphere. You know, it's it's a great place oh, to, for sure. to eat, and, live, and play. And so you have your wife. Um, you were mentioning beforehand, she's from Minnesota. Um and then you have your daughter. She's about a year, year and a half? Yes. Yeah. So at least that also keeps you on the straight and narrow, too. To like, you know, get home a little bit quicker and everything. <laughs> exactly. You know, help out with the, the fatherly duties. Um, pardon me. Uh, like, how tempting is it, like, you know, to, after a game or something like that, like, you go out for some drinks? I'm sure that almost happens after every game, eh? Like, at least a couple beers with the young guys and, you know. Yeah, I mean. It, the it, older bachelor guys, like Yager or yeah. something like that. <laughs> for sure. Like, you want to, if you accomplish something and you uh, you want to celebrate a little victory, it's, it's good to, like, that's, that's part of the culture in hockey for sure, right? You want to have some camaraderie with your teammates and get to know them uh, away from the rink a little bit, but. Uh, for me, it's, I mean, we play so many games, a big part of the game is recovery as well. So you gotta mm. be careful. Um, for sure. You don't want to take it over that limit cause you can affect yourself down the line for sure. But, uh, no, obviously there's, you always have to find time to enjoy yourself and enjoy you might your lose a little bit, yeah. exactly. Or you might get in some trouble like, uh, like Andre Pavlich or Habi Bulin a number <laughs> years ago or nowadays who, uh, there was a big thing in uh, Ottawa with uh, Matt Deshane with the taxi cab or something. Matt, yeah. Matt Deshane, <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, Weidman was in there at one point too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Patrick Kane beforehand with yeah. Kazia. Like, I don't think that that kind of stuff. Like, it, it's very rare in in Europe, eh? Because like, how often do you get recognized in the street from like um, locals yeah. and stuff? Every now and then, I'm sure. Every now and then, but not that often. For yeah, sure. I mean, we're not we're not the biggest deal here, right? Let's uh, totally. And, and that's what the, soccer players are much more recognized. Yeah, totally. And that must be nice as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I've never experience that level of fame like the, the guys in North America do right yeah. so I'm not really sure what that's like but no for us we kind of fly under the radar it's nice you can go about your own uh, lives and uh, sure like you, you you bring up the example of the Ottawa centers like that's for sure that's a little scary those guys had no idea you know and now we're all aware of it now yeah. so well it's so awful we all they, learn from their lesson it's know? just they've been they've been such a, a negative spotlight right now. Everything with Eugene Melnick and then the coaching and then the players and stuff and the whole Carlson thing. And that was just a nasty thing with like, between his wife and um, uh, Mike Hoffman's wife. Yep. wife. And like we, as the public, we only know so much, so we can't really speak too much on that. But it just seemed like just a bad stain on the NHL first and, and Ottawa as a city because I love Ottawa. I love going to Ottawa. It's such a great time. But it, 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 again, it must be just nice just to avoid that kind of stuff and live your life. And yeah, okay, if you get the celebrity status every now and then, then you give that. And I'm sure the people are usually mostly, um, you know, very uh, grateful for that. And like, oh, hey, nice to see you. And, you know, here, let me buy a beer. And you have a little quick chat, and then you go about your day. Yeah. No, exactly. It's, uh, they, they're very respectful. Like, they, they obviously, they, if they recognize you, they appreciate you. They'll... They'll give you a few words, but uh, no, they're they're pretty good about giving you your space and, uh, like I said, being respectful. So it's it's really good that way. We we focus on our business, and then once you're outside of the rink, you you go and enjoy the rest of your life. That's it. 
And, and um, do you live right in Salzburg, or do you live a little bit outside? Yeah, pretty much right uh, in Salzburg. A little bit maybe on the outskirts, but uh, it's a little more quiet. We're not quite right in the action here downtown. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, we, we like it. So that's a good uh, area for sure. the family as well. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And so I, I, didn't, I didn't get the exact number, but you've been playing for Salzburg uh, for about six years now? This is my eighth season of Salzburg. Eighth season with Salzburg, yep. okay. Um, and with that, like, how, how much have you been liking it? Like, Salzburg and Austria as a whole, like, how, how, how enjoyable has it been to be here, um, you know, playing in this arena, um, playing for the Red Bull company as well? Like, you've been pretty good, I imagine, if you've oh, been here that many no, years. I, I feel so fortunate. I mean, coming out of college, uh, I played at the University of North Dakota. I, I uh, had no idea, didn't know anything about... Salzburg, Austria. Austria is a country. Mm-hmm. I've been to Europe a couple times in high school. I was in France and Sweden, but coming to Austria, I had no idea what to expect from the league, from the from the country. If they spoke English, <laughs> like I had no clue, right? So yeah. to come here and uh, to to be a part of an organization and live in a city like this that is so first class, the the people treat you so well. I mean, the team treats you so well. I thank my lucky star, lucky stars every year you know it's it's just uh, such a wonderful place to, to play and to live so you've been about probably 23 24 when you came over here then yep eh? yeah i came when i was 23 years old unreal that must have been a heck of a time then oh yeah like like i said i graduated university of north dakota one day two days later i flew over and we had our summer training starting wow. here in salzburg so too crazy yeah. that's, that's awesome and so like now that we're talking about uh university of north dakota um your dad played there too Correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I always have to do a little bit. I, I, I interviewed um, a guy named JT Hay, who was a place kicker for the Chicago Stampede okay. just a few months ago uh, when I was living in Airdrie. And uh, I met him at a uh, Sportsnet uh, cancer event uh, uh, held by uh, Rhett Warner. Yeah. And <laughs> cool. yeah, I know. <laughs> what got, a great listener. Got, got, he got, radio. Oh, oh he's yeah. awesome. And, like, he's one of those. Let's like, go going a little bit off topic here. But him. Jason Strudwick, um, and then uh, I'm trying to think of another. Like, those two guys, I find that are quite refreshing because you know you always sometimes those like uh, local radio stations. Sometimes you get guys that aren't that great. What's his name? Um, Tyson Nash. Tyson Nash. Yeah. He was, he, he's the color commentator for the Phoenix Coyotes yeah. or Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. My mistake. Uh, and I just can't stand listening to him. I was watching this one, and he's talking about Brandon Peary. And came in on breakaway. It was Oilers uh, versus Coyotes, and he's like, every time this guy has a sh- uh, takes a shot, it has a chance to go in the net. <laughs> yep, I'm pretty sure that's every hockey player. I'm pretty sure that's every player in the history of the NHL that every time they shoot, even me, every time I take a shot, it has a chance to go in the net. Good, good analysis there, uh, Tyson. Um, but I find that you know, even though Jason Starr might have been the, the most solid of a defender, you know, like and you know uh, that um, high level, you know, elite like top four status kind of thing, he's still like seen seen the game around. He played in the show. And, you know, he was told by Mike Milbury, the, the greatest GM in the world, uh, that he would never play um, in the NHL ever. Yeah. And they cut, the, cut him and he played for the Rangers and he played for Vancouver and played for Edmonton. And he played all over. And, you know, it's really nice to hear him. And same with Brett Warner. And, like, those guys, like, they're locker room guys. So they have the greatest stories and they, they hang out here, they hang out there. Like, even from their junior days, you know, they started got to play with Aginla and uh, Shane Doan and Kamloops and stuff. So... Um, yeah. Like, so anyway, Brett Warner at the, <laughs> at this uh, charity event at uh, National on Tenth. Um, 
Shout out to National on 10th. It's a great bar. <laughs> My buddy Kevin McRae, he's one of the GMs there, so that's really good. Uh, or the managers, I should say. GM, we're talking. I can talk right now. Um, yeah, Brett, Brett Hitman Hart was there too. And then uh, Mike Civic, giant linesman there. He's about the same height yeah. as Char. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Uh, and got to talk to JTA, and he agreed to the podcast. We talked to him, and it was just very cool just like to talk about random things so um yeah yeah yeah. so i had to do my fun research uh with him and like okay well he was way before my day of watching football but my dad remembers him so did some research and that's how it goes so yeah last night i was doing some crunching like all right here we go um so with with you going to university of uh, north dakota uh and your dad playing there was there a bit of a uh, a push from the old man to play there, or did you get an offer from them beforehand? Yeah, or? not necessarily to play at North Dakota. Oh, like, really? Growing up in Western Canada, probably you guys know, like or in Ontario or wherever, yep. like uh, the big deal is is to play major junior. Yep. Yeah. When you're uh, in in the Western Hockey League, they have a bantam draft, so mm-hmm. it's the biggest deal when you're that age. I think it's whatever, 14 years old, 13, it's, 14 years old, yeah. right? So it's. Uh, if, if you're when I was playing hockey all my buddies were getting drafted you know? mm-hmm. so it was a huge deal I was a smaller player so I went undrafted and uh, at that you time went, you went undrafted in the Bantam in as the well ban- yeah in the Bantam wow. draft so um, <laughs> I ended up getting listed I went to Medicine Hat Tigers camp okay yeah. so I ended up getting listed I had, who knows what that would have turned into but anyways long story short my father and my mom actually went to the university went to go to the oh, oh wow so, oh cool so uh, my dad played hockey there and they had always Directed me into that, in in that uh, location. Right, right. Uh, I I was pretty fortunate when I was in eighth grade. My dad took me and a buddy of of mine and his father down to the University of North Dakota, and we got to watch a game and experience the atmosphere mm-hmm. and, and see kind of what college hockey was like. Um, growing up, obviously, a kid in Western Canada, you're kind of like I said, you're consumed by whatever major junior. That's the route. That's the fastest route yeah. to the NHL. And for me, I was lucky because I was a smaller player. I uh, maybe need a little more time to develop, right? So it just made sense more for me to go to the college hockey route. So, uh, yeah, I, they, they always told me that I didn't necessarily have to go to North Dakota. Like, if that was an option, I had no idea at the time, right? Uh, but they always wanted me to focus on my education, give myself a little more time, and hopefully that would work mm-hmm. out. So they, they only gave me one rule. I wasn't allowed to play for the University of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> And and University of Minnesota, correct me if I'm wrong, that's where Thomas Vonick played, correct? Yeah, correct. Oh, so. <laughs> yep. So it comes full circle. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. Playing in Austria, you know, Austria's biggest star from uh, the homeland. So yeah. that's all right. That's all right. And uh, what did you take uh, while you were uh, studying? Business management. Oh, yeah? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, right on. So, like, if, if you weren't playing hockey, would you be, you'd probably be part of a business of some sort? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty broad, right? It's pretty vague. I think you can do a lot of things. <laughs> Truly yeah, it is, yeah. business management degree. Um, Sports to be, bars. To be honest, yeah, I haven't. I'm Now I'm getting up there in years and, and age, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to think more of what I'm going to do after I'm done playing hockey. But uh, I haven't put that much focus on any certain area. So I don't know what I would be doing. To be honest. Yeah, you're I'm, I'm you're still playing yeah, right I'm now. thankful to now, still be playing. Uh, what, what's your wife's profession normally? Uh, she so she got her degree in elementary education and a minor in special needs. Okay, I think so. So she's got a more of a teaching background. Cool, which is obviously huge for us with our young daughter now. So yeah. that's uh, 
that's been really beneficial in that, oh, that aspect. But, and, yeah. and that's where you met her was in the University of North Dakota? Yep. yep. Then her being from Minnesota. She was yes. over there. Uh, yes. So that's <laughs> full circle again. Yeah. I, and University of North Dakota, that is in Grand Forks, correct? Correct. Yep. Oh, I did pass I through that. I say my wife played hockey there, too. So no kidding. Oh, so oh sweet. Oh man! <laughs> so, so your daughter's gonna have some good pedigree, that I imagine. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> now, this is the big question: Is like, are you gonna push her to play for Austria or Canada? Like, oh man! Oh, uh, but well, she she doesn't have an Austrian. Oh, athlete. oh, so, so she must be American and Canadian then, eh? Yep. Oh, yep. interesting. Yep. So she was born in the states. Yeah. They don't have birth right here. Like you don't if you're born oh. here, even they don't have that anymore. No, that's true. That's true because I have looked into it. Um, uh, my my grandmother is Austrian, and I was trying to like think about yeah. you know possible dual citizenship because that Euro passport is something else. I tell you. So yeah. I was looking at that. It was much harder looking at the check. Five years ago, they changed it, so I was like, oh shit, that would have <laughs> been a good time too. But oh well, another day maybe. Um, yeah, pardon me. So um, jeez, I need to start. Looking at my notes here, a bit cl- closer, you get carried away, and then all of a sudden it just ends abruptly. Um, oh, geez, yeah, frick. You, you, won, you won the Hobie Baker Trophy. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not so a big deal. Lis- listeners, listeners, you should see this guy's face. It's just like almost embarrassed that he won this amazing <laughs> award. Um, you won that trophy. You had line mates, from my research, is TJ uh, Oshi. As well as Jonathan Taves, Stanley <laughs> Cup champions. What was it like to play with those guys? And obviously, that was a much more humble time in their career. Yeah, but not much. I mean, <laughs> were they, were they, in were my st- eyes, not much. Were they, were they still like, oh yeah, we're, we're big guys here. We're going, we're going places. <laughs> if, if you knew those guys for sure, they're not the type of guys to stick their chest out and yeah. be arrogant or anything. Well, well for sure. we, we saw T.J. Oshu how many times he got to touch the cup compared to Ovechkin. So oh, yeah. I'm sure he's quite humble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't, then now he is for sure. Right, yeah. going through that experience. No, I mean. Like I said about playing in Salzburg, like just to play with those guys, like uh, what an experience. I was at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were the same year in school, so we played a year to, together the year before. I mean, those guys are special players. Johnny's a surefire Hall of Famer. We'll see what Osh does. He's he's on his way too. You yeah. know, so. it's so good to see him win the cup. Um, a, a girl that plays goalie uh, in, a, in a tournament that I keep going back. It's a fun draft tournament. We actually had one here in Salzburg last year. Um, she grew up with TJ. Okay. And she's always such a big fan. She actually cried when he won the Stanley Cup <laughs> there with with the Capitals, not not just him. But um, it's it's just so cool to see like these guys. It's like they work so hard. Like. I think everyone was cheering for Ovechkin at that time. Yeah. You know, and like, well, mind you, the Golden Knights had quite the Cinderella story, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, like, T.J. Oshie, like, he's such a good player. Like, even in St. Louis, like, they should have been able to, like, produce a bit more, like, get closer to the cup. I don't know what's going on in St. Louis. But it's it's nice to see guys just get their due yeah. from, like, the path they've worked on so hard. Was Jonathan Taves just as serious in North Dakota as he is now? Because I've always heard his nickname, Captain Serious. I think that's a little blown over. I mean, it's... Uh, or overblown, I should say. Uh, like, he's he's serious, sure. Like, he's business-like when he's yeah. at the rink. He's, he's so driven. He's he's so influential in the way he affects his teammates. Like, mm-hmm. if you see him working so hard, you're like, yeah, I gotta keep up to this guy sort of thing. So, he's great in that way, but he's, he's a fun-loving guy. Just a chill guy. He's just... He's, such a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a typical, you know, professional athlete. So you got to take it seriously, but at the same time, he's a professional athlete, so yes. he's having fun. Yeah, <laughs> he knows how to have fun. Yeah. But he's just a normal dude at the end of the day, right? Just oh, like fun. every one of us. So. Yeah. It's just any professional guy in any job. You know, you got a job to do, and then at the end of the day, you have your fun when yeah. you, when yeah. when you can. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's he's so personable. Like he's. 
three Stanley Cups, two gold medals. Now he's got time for everybody. Yeah. You know, he doesn't forget where he came from. He's he's still good buddies with his guy, his, his best buddies growing up in Winnipeg. So mm-hmm. he does a lot for a lot. Oh, of Oh, that's so he loves him yeah. to death. Do yeah. you uh, they got a, like named after him and everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, do you keep in contact with Oshie or Taves or anyone like that? Yeah, more so with Taves. Yep. We have a group chat with some of the guys who were uh, at North Dakota together. Uh, Obviously, when when Osh uh, has some big accomplishments, we, we see him in the summertime as well course, too. Yeah. So it's uh, no, yeah, we're 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 all in contact, not as much as we'd like to be. Yeah. Sure, not like not as much as we used to be, but uh, no, it's still still pretty similar. Yeah, and it's it's still super cool to see that you guys were you know college you know. Uh, college friends and whatnot and you guys are like even though you're all the way over here still able to you know keep in contact with each other that that's that's the the, ho- the hockey bond that you get eh yes it's like no, wherever it's, you play it's i mean we had chemistry on the ice and that that chemistry extended to off the ice right yeah. so it was it's it's kind of crazy the bond you form right mm-hmm. yeah or, or how uh, how long lasting it is i mean oh, yeah. and especially with technology now it's yep. so much easier to to keep well, like, those guys are in the NHL, so obviously you're <laughs> you're uh, keeping up with them a little oh, more yeah. closely. But it's it's easy for them to click on an app and find out how we're doing over oh, there yeah. as well. You know, that's super cool. That's yeah. awesome. Pardon me, just looking at the next uh, notes here too. Um, who are some of the other um, uh, big names possibly uh, that you might keep in touch with uh, from previous leagues? Because you played in the AHL as well, uh, and also note to uh, your BCHL days, you played with Salmon Arm Silverbacks. Yep, uh, been through Salmon Arm. Love that city. Uh, a smaller city, but uh, they have a really good brewery there too. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. The Valley Station Brew Pub. I don't know if I've been. I haven't been there in, in a number of years. I've got a really good wit beer and a burger. If you ever get back there, <laughs> you're here. You're laughing. It's a beautiful area. <laughs> Back there for sure. Oh man, but just beautiful lake. The shoe swap right there. Oh, yep. awesome. Um, and you, so you played in the AHL with uh, Portland Pirates, and uh, before that, you played with the Bridgeport uh, Sound Tigers. Um, yeah, like so. Did you keep it like, besides you know Taves and Oshi and like any other guys that you keep in touch with? Like it's got to be really interesting being a hockey player. Like it's it's like us with work. You know, we, we're, we're firefighters, and a lot of times like we have our crews. So a Hell Attack is a crew of four. And maybe next year that guy goes to a different crew or that girl goes to a different crew or they get a job somewhere else in a different province. And sometimes you just really click and you hit it off and you're, you're buddies for, for life. And then sometimes it's just like, okay, well, whatever, as, you know, friendship goes. Um, but, yeah, like, like sometimes like, there's, there's guys that I've fought fire with that I'm still in touch with. And that was, man, like eight years ago. So, like, is, is it quite similar with it's, hockey as it's well? It's very similar in hockey. Yeah. I mean... Probably the guys who I'm close with, closest with are the guys that I went to high school with at Chag St. Mary's and the guys I played college hockey with in North Dakota. So those are probably the guys that I uh, stay in contact the most. But mm-hmm. for, of course, in pro hockey, especially it seems like the guys who I've been able to win championships with, yep. the, a, a deeper bond is formed. So mm-hmm. you don't click with everybody. There's not great chemistry sometimes, but that's you're still teammates. Um, some former line mates that I've had here and current ones, uh, John Hughes, I've spent a lot of time with him. Yep. Uh, Brett Sterling, who was a he was a star in the AHL. He was yep, I recognize his name. Yeah, yeah. like a hundred goals or something in college hockey. So yeah, yeah. It's well, like it's a short ten years. That's, that's very, I mean, it's amazing. So yeah. uh, still stay in contact with a lot of those guys. Um, but uh, some bigger names that people would know probably Drew Stafford. Yep. He plays in yep. New Jersey still yep. and. Work out with him in the summertime, but no, we're we're lucky. I live in Minneapolis in the summertime, so there's oh, okay. there's a lot of former uh, hockey players and and current hockey yeah. players and former uh, college teammates. And yeah, you're teammates, in a perfect so. spot, especially in Minnesota yeah. there, Minneapolis, and 
Yeah, that's sweet. And so we'll go on the opposite side. Um, playing in Europe, and then even in the AHL as well, uh, where you might have played with some guys in college or you know lower levels of hockey. Uh, it's got to be kind of funny to like play on the opposite ends. Like so, you're on one team, and maybe a good buddy of yours is on the other side of the ice. Um, like. <sighs> What's one probably one of the more memorable moments? Like maybe somebody like hit you from behind, and you're just like, "What the fuck, man?" And he's like, "Oh fuck, sorry, I found it was you. you know, maybe I didn't see you because you're so short or something yeah. like that." Or maybe you just like deeped a goalie out really bad, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm sorry about this." Like, yeah, no, man, you know that my my, my blocker side is my weak side. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I mean, we we always have uh, good battles with one of my former teammates, JP Lamro, who's a goalie in uh, Vienna. He was previously in oh Vienna, yeah. In, yeah. In, uh, and in Ljubljana, so uh, we've played him. We haven't played him in the playoffs since he's been in Vienna. But when we were in Filak, he was outstanding as he is in Vienna. But uh, he, he, he was. I, I seem to always have trouble scoring against him in a game. So oh, it's the worst. It's uh, not too much is said during the game because I'm usually probably frustrated with him. I can't get it by him. But yeah. uh, uh, after the game, we always uh, reminisce and you know have a good time. So Colin's twin brother. Uh, he plays forward, and Colin plays defense. I've never asked this before. How, how does it usually go if you guys ever play against each other? Um, in my second year junior, this was like... Because there was a trade, right? Yeah. Your brother went this, to a different team. So this is what happened. They, they bought a car together, and then right after they bought the car, his brother gets traded to a different team. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this was My first year university, and um, uh, we were going to go to like uh, University of New Brunswick and play hockey in like, the, the Maritime League out there, mm-hmm. and then hopefully get on to into the CIS program out there but uh, so we get a, we get set up at Brock University and we're trying out for the Welling Junior Canadians uh, Junior B Club um, that's actually where Paul Bis- Bissonette played actually oh, no, uh, Business. I'm sure you listen to oh, him yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe about <laughs> 10 years before I showed up and um, so I, I sign a card I get all set up with the billet house and this and that and then we played Four, four preseason games. My brother and I are one, two in scoring, which is like super surprising for me because yeah. <laughs> I don't score often. Because I'm a defense, <laughs> I'm good for like two or three goals a season. That's it. And then um, I had ten more minutes in penalties than him. He got cut or traded because he had he took too many penalties. He took one penalty in three games <laughs> or two penalties, so he gets he gets he gets cut. And then he ultimately ends up getting traded to another team uh, closer to the Hamilton uh, area in, in Stony Creek. And so we ended up playing against each other for the whole season. I think that was probably one of the coolest experiences because when you have a twin brother, just even just a relative or whatever, you, you know, get connected with them, right? And you want to stick up for them if you know, get hit yeah. behind or something, slash, anything. So it was, it, was, it was better for my own personal development as a player to not have to worry about someone close to me. Okay. Um, but. The one and he always scored against us too. Really? Oh yeah, it was such a it was it was basically a big fuck you to the. the <laughs> and, and, our, and it was funny because he would always lip off our coach, my coach, because he got drafted, uh, I think seventh overall to. It's gonna I forget what team. Uh, he was drafted higher than I think it was Joe Sackett. His, really? yeah, oh yeah, he's an old school coach. Yeah. So, like, at the same time, that doesn't mean anything. You know, know. All those drafts, like I look know. at Zetterberg. I know. And, uh, I know. Right? Stigs, oh yeah. yeah. And then so like yeah, my my brother would lift him off, and it'd be funny. And and then and, and the, the the best thing that I that I remember is we were in front of the, we were in front of the net. I was um, in front of my own net, and you know he's centerman. He's right in front of the net. And I'm cross-checking him, and then we're still battling. And he just gives me the biggest 
cross check right to the chest. I fall right on my back. Everyone's fighting after that, except for my brother and I. We're just standing there laughing at each other. Like, this, is, this is hilarious. And this was and, and that game was dance puppets yeah, dance. Exactly. It was one of the last times my grandfather got to see my brother and I oh, play yeah. too. So it was it was a super cool moment. We did win, but he did score. <laughs> he cross checked me. It was it was a fun game, and it's yeah. That's that was that was probably the big big headliner for the the paper the yeah. next day. You know, that was, that was, that was Eisner the only, brothers yeah, battle it out. Yeah, that was the, the riot breaks yeah. out in Hamilton. That was that was the only time uh, Caledonia. Sorry, the, uh, Caledonia <laughs> farm town. Yeah, that's crazy. So no. yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so. Uh, talking talking about that, you know, where you get um, you know pumped up in certain barns or whatever like that. Um, what's one of your favorite arenas to play in? Obviously, you know, Ice Arena is so great because you're home and everything. But is there just like a team or an arena that you just get like really jacked up to play in in Austria and like you're just like, oh man, I got this team by the balls right now. It's just like um, you know, going back to Edmonton here, uh, Drysaddle against the Anaheim Ducks in the in the playoffs. Yeah. There, he just had their number. It's just I think he had like eight points in four games or something like that. Do uh, you have the same feeling against a certain team? Like obviously, there's a rivalry between you and Vienna. You know. Yep, I, I would probably say one of those three. Either either Linz uh, was a big rival, was only an hour away, mm-hmm. or Vienna. Uh, obviously, they have great teams year after year, and then Klagenfurt. We've seen to to meet up with them a lot in the playoffs. You know, it's so it's it's uh, all three of those uh, visiting arenas. Their their fans are fantastic, right? Yeah. So it's. Uh, Anytime it's uh, we go play them, especially in the playoffs, I don't think it's hard to get jacked up because you know their fans are going to bring it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's always nice to hear a hush over the crowd if you score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, that damn Duncan. He always gets. It. <laughs> uh, just saying, you know, Duncan as well. My cousin, my cousin was mentioning to me because I was telling her I was, oh yeah, I was going to interview Ryan Duncan. She's like, you'll have to tell him like how much us Austrian folk love saying his name when it's the you know the over the speaker because it's like Donka, Duncan, you know, if Brian Duncan scores, so it sounds very similar and it's very very funny. But you know, you mentioned Klagenfurt, I was like, if I wasn't a fan of the Red Bulls because like I've been watching games here, like I must have seen probably ten games since I started coming over here back in two thousand and eleven. And if I wasn't a fan of the Red Bulls, I'd be re- I really like Klagenfurt because Tommy Koch went over there, Sam Gagne played there, Tyler Myers. Like, they have a good system of uh, players that come by there, but it's just like, you just fucking hate them at the same time. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's just one of those teams where it's like, you know, I, I grew up as an Oilers fan, but Calgary I always respected too because you got guys like Mika M- Kippersoff, Aginla, Martin Jelena, you know, guys like that. And you're just like, oh, they're so cool. But... Man, I hate them. <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what makes a good rivalry, right? Oh, it's you, the same you hate them, but you respect them at the yeah. same time. Same yeah. thing with uh, Avalanche when I was growing up, too. It was like Jim Sackett, <laughs> Peter Forsberg, Rob Blake, uh, Adam Foote. All those guys. It's just like, man, they just destroy the Oilers every time. Mm-hmm. Not not that much fun. Oh, by the way, Colin's a big Habs fan. So. Yeah, yeah. They're, my, they're my team, yeah. yeah. Surprisingly good start. Eh? Not, man, that <laughs> who would have thought? Hey, even Domi, Domi, like he. I mean, yeah. I don't think he scored any. I think his rookie season was like seventeen or eighteen goals, and he's already at like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. That trade's looking pretty good. He's, right uh, he's, he's, yeah. I, I how, called I, it. I called it. I don't it know too. how Galchenyuk's doing because I know, I know he was injured for yeah, a little bit. But um, <laughs> Domi's looking like a stud, right? Now. Crazy. Holy. Yep. Yeah. So going opposite of your favorite places to play in, what's your least favorite play? The place to play, like our arena. Oh. Do Probably the, the same. Do I give the politically correct answer? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think we're pretty lucky here in, in Austria. There's not too many. Probably 
there's some long travel, so maybe going to Hungary or going to, to Zagreb yes. for us, but yeah. just because of the long travel. But even saying that, you go to Hungary, they're so loud. They're on top of you. Are so, they? Oh, it's, oh, man. It's probably either the loudest or top two loudest rinks in the whole league. So. Wow. There was a really fun World Championships a few years ago. I think it was about three years ago. And uh, Hungary was in the World Championships, and they scored a goal against Canada. <laughs> and so they were so happy with that. At the end of the game, they sang, like the whole crowd yeah. of Hungarians sang the national anthem. Then they just scored one goal. That was the big thing. That was, that was, that was a feat for them to score a goal against Canada. Yeah. And then I think it was three games later, they played against Belarus and they beat them. It was the first win Hungary had in a, a top, because like, they've always been part of like a C division or B division yeah. or something like that. But they made it to the World Championships and they scored a goal against Belarus. Sorry, they won against Belarus. So that was the first time they had a win in that high of a level since 1956 or 60s or yeah. something like that. So they were just going crazy. There was people crying and everything. Yeah. It was just no, we're, we're spoiled in Canada, right? To have yeah, all we're these, just... these great teams here, you know, <laughs> for whatever the last 50 years. Yeah. Well, it's just like what, what, what fans, you know, like to lose nine to one or something like that to Canada, but yeah. you still get the one goal against like one of the best countries in the world, the, the you know, the godfather <laughs> of hockey. But you get to say that you and you're just Canadian. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so like it's a huge deal for something. Oh, and you go, you go to you know fans in Canada are just like fucking this team and fucking that team. Yep. This is just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. the scrutiny is a little different. Oh, right? It's yeah. a little hard. That's <laughs> for sure. That's for sure. Um, I guess we'll back up a little bit. So, why did you choose to play in Austria? Like, were you offered a contract like right off the bat? Like, they were like, hey, you know, like just in case, like you're you're coming out of university. It's like. You, you might be bothered by other teams and stuff. Like, is there a chance that, you know, you might want to come over here, here's a contract, we'll offer this, there's all this kind of stuff? Yeah. No, for me, I mean, uh, after I was done with my college career, um, I really thought that I was going to get an NHL contract. Mm-hmm. I thought I, oh, I, thought I had uh, If you look at the numbers career. in your awards, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, so I was maybe <laughs> got a little too far ahead of myself and that didn't come and obviously that was disappointing, but I ended up playing, uh, like you mentioned before, a few games in Bridgeport. Uh, with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, that was the New York Islanders. Yep, I think it still is farm the, team, the yeah. farm team for yep. them. Yep. So uh, ended up uh, playing a few games there, and it was a good experience. But I ended up going back to, to college and getting my degree and uh, and graduating. But then, so after I was done with that experience, I just was kind of weighing my options and what was coming next, and uh, had a few contract offers, and this seemed like the the best option for me and. Um, it seemed like a, a really cool experience, a good place to, to start my pro career. I had no idea where it was going to lead me, and uh, obviously I'm here starting <laughs> my my or in the middle of my eighth season, so it's uh, that's all it's right. Been uh, a lucky decision for me, really, yes. to end up uh, in a place like this. Like we said, such a great organization. So, like, and um, again, with my a little bit of my research, um, you, you, you've been mostly signing one year contracts for for most of your time here. I'm not sure what, what kind of contract you're you're on uh, with Salzburg right now. But um, yeah, your one one year contract with Salzburg most of the time, and you also played in uh, München or Munich uh, for the Red Bull team there. Um, so like, going going between Germany and Austria, like uh, what's 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 the reason behind that? Like uh, just trying out different leagues, opportunities, seeing feeling things out. Yeah, it was just opportunity. I mean, I when I started my pro career here, I played two seasons, uh, and then I always wanted to go back and see I, I didn't feel like I truly gave myself a full opportunity to play in the AHL and to try yeah, to make right. that next step in the NHL so 
I always that was always in the back of my mind playing here. That was my motivation. I wanted to to get back to North America and see if I was able to to make it to the right. NHL. Mm -hmm. So I went back to play for the Portland Pirates, which is the which was the Arizona Coyotes farm team. Oh, okay, time. at that time. Okay. At that yeah. time, so uh, I got to spend the whole season there, kind of experience like who got called up, like how it all worked, the politics of it. The, uh, it's so much more than oh, we, we even know. Like yeah. it, it's ridiculous. So it, it was really cool for, and for me being a, a hockey nerd, just kind of being so close to the NHL. Right. You know, yeah. that was so cool for me. So of course, that yeah. uh, that experience was invaluable. That probably would have been at the time when you met Brett Sterling, eh? Uh, yep, right at the end of the year. Yeah, yep. that's cool. he got traded to us. So that's where I met him. And then uh, after that, I came back to Salzburg for a season. And what ended up happening after that, uh, Red Bull ended up sponsoring the team in Munich the next yes. year for, it used for to, the first time. I saw them play in Mannheim years ago, but it was a different team. I forget the club, the club team name, but then yep. um, Red Bull took it over at that time, which yep. is probably insane. the best thing they could insane. have done. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, they've gone on to have incredible success, oh, especially yeah. recently. Great, so great I was team. there the first year. My, uh, my coach here, Pierre Paget, at the time, mm -hmm. ended up going to yep. Munich. And so I, I followed him there to Munich and experienced the the German league there, and I loved living in Munich. Uh, it's a beautiful city. Beautiful city. Great. Right? Like just, it's different than Salzburg. A lot bigger, right? There's a lot more there, but Salzburg is obviously more traditional. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They're, they're both great. They're it's like a little right? Munich, honestly. Like yeah. I find Salzburg is much more similar to Munich than say Salzburg to Vienna. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. Any fun? Uh, <laughs> I, I went. I went to Oktoberfest last year. Did you? Do you have any funny fun stories? Do you remember any stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a few. I mean, that's for sure. Like our team, especially when we were when I was playing in Munich, our team would go whatever mm. uh, a couple times, and for sure, there's when you got guys standing on the table and chugging beers. Like there's always going to be oh, something dancing. that happens. A few yeah. injuries along the way, right? Yeah. So hopefully. <laughs> There was nothing too serious that was keeping guys out of the lineup. But I, I, did, I did. Oh yeah, maybe just like oh yeah, he's got the flu. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the Oktoberfest the flu. Um, <laughs> I, I did the tour of Oktoberfest last year uh, just for an evening. It, it was a return ticket of like twelve euro or something that from Salzburg. My cousin found a great, great deal. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome, and it was a bit more tame for us. But uh, I've heard of stories like, you know, who can, like, they love contests, who can eat the most pretzels in the shortest amount of time, like a pie-eating pie contest, or who can hold a stein out the farthest. Did you compete in those? I've never competed in it, but they do have, and they have stuff here uh, locally in Salzburg yeah. where they, like, right? Well, everyone has their own kind of, like, yeah. quote-unquote Oktoberfest, but... Uh, I, know. I know guys on our team have had to do that where they have to hold steinus like... <laughs> There'd be a few good guys there, I imagine, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, like, you know, back in the day, Andre Lacos, you know, he'd, oh, he'd, yeah. he'd probably hold that stein for, like, you know, a good an hour or yeah. something like no, that. No, you need a guy like that. Look like <laughs> Matt Tra uh, Matthias Trattening. You know, oh, yeah. He would be great. Yeah, for that. He's a big oh, yeah. No, for sure, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, do, do, um, another thing, I like, just mentioning this because you mentioned Trattening. You're just behind him in points, probably uh, 90 points or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure you're following that at all, but... Uh, uh, that's, it, not it, I'm, it, a, I'm aware, but not, <laughs> not that Thanks for the healthy <laughs> reminder. Well, he's, 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 his career has been very interesting because he's gone back and forth between forward and defense yep. many times. Uh, there, there must be some good jabs in, in, in the locker room, but like, oh, yeah, you know, like oh, you're, you're still far behind me. You're like, you never get the franchise. <laughs> no, no way, no way. 
jab. <laughs> to be honest, not one jab has been thrown. Really? I don't, I don't think either of us are... Like I said, I'm aware, but I didn't have no idea that it's even close. And probably we're all aware that John Hughes on our team is probably going to be the same <laughs> when he's, it's all said and done anyway. He's so. been having crazy years. It's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. You he's know? such a talented offensive player. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to downplay you know, the Austrian League at all, but it's... It, it's funny because sometimes you see these players come to these leagues and the Austrian league has been leaps and bounds since I've like first started yeah. watching, you know, uh, the, the Red Bulls play. But there's some players who are just like, why aren't they, you know, somewhere else? You know what I mean? And it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, and, and again, like for you, it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but it's just like, honestly, it's because you're just a bit shorter. Yeah. That's hundred no, I mean, percent. And you look at guys like Marty St. Louis, Tyler Johnson, you know, Brian Gionta. Braden they're Green, all, yeah. They're all drafted or undrafted. So, like, later in the rounds or just undrafted. You know, it's just, when is the stigma going to end? Yeah. Because you get these tall guys that are just, you know, pylons. Or it takes take so long to develop and yeah. stuff. And, like, so many of these, you know, guys that might be a little bit shorter. But, you know what? Shortness comes with speed, mm-hmm. skill. You know, you have a, a, you, you're, you're, you have a better situational awareness because you know where you might get hit. Yeah. And you don't want to get hit because that hurts. No, I, I I agree. I mean, there's I, there's probably no better time to play in the NHL for a small guy than right now, yeah. right? Like you, you the name speed is taken names. off. Like, yeah. Uh, but I'm not making any excuses. I think if if, if I was good enough, I would have made it. It's yeah. uh, oh. I, I'm uh, like I said. You you see a guy like Hughesy play. You see his intellect on the ice. Is how smart he is. Yeah. He was a great player in the OHL. as a first overall pick in the OHL draft. Like mm-hmm. he's been a successful pro. Uh, it's just. It's kind of strange. Each league in Europe and even the NHL has different styles. Yeah. Um, this is just such a good fit for us. The, yeah. way, the way the league is, the style of play, and uh, we we found a good home here. So yeah, and, and, and just like I mean, the other night watching you guys, that was my first taste of watching uh, or even just being at a live uh, European game, and um, it's just it's too quick to make a hit. You, everyone's just moving the puck so much quicker. I mean, you have big to ice be, too. You just have to be in the right place at the right time. You really can't make that hit unless it is perfect, right? Yeah. So that's why I think that, and that's why I, from what we've seen and what I've at least seen on the internet too, that's yeah. why you guys are so successful and yourself as well. So. Yeah, no, it's just like I said, the style of play just seems to be a good fit. It's uh, it's more of a puck possession game, mm-hmm. right? Like we're like almost like soccer where you're trying to keep it. And, as much as you possibly can. The NHL is, those guys are huge, first off, <laughs> and the ice is smaller. There's oh, yeah. not much room. So you gotta be big, you gotta be strong, and now you gotta be fat, you gotta be young now. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a young man's game. It it's yeah. not like the 90s when we were watching it, where it's like guys like Saki Heisman, you know, like Marilyn Mew could always play until like they were 40, and they were still getting like big, 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 big point per game. Big season, money. Yeah. Big money too. So fast. Niedemeyer and all that kind of stuff, and now they're just like, <laughs> it's okay. Don't get <laughs> The server's coming around asking if he wants more beer. This is very important to, the, to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, we're, we're not trying. We're walking around everywhere. <laughs> um, so just, uh, talking about like the European game and everything too, um, this has been a very hot topic in, in the league and also documentaries like uh, Last, the, Last of the Gladiators, uh, focused on Chris Island and other, and other um, uh, enforcers, and as well as Ice Guardians, uh, which we just watched uh, a, few, um, yeah. a few weeks ago. I also watched beforehand, but you know, do, do you find that you appreciate the fact that uh, the, the, the fighting, you know, if, if, you, if you do get in a fight in most European leagues here, with the, with the exemption of uh, England and their their uh, uh, league, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah they, they love it. Room. They love it. Uh, do, you, do you find it's, it's good in a sense? Like, do you find it protects you more or like with, with the enforcer, you know, in, in North America and years before, uh, this is the way I, I see it, is that if you have an enforcer, he's kind of the guy that, you know, looks after the other guys just in case the ref does miss something. And it just doesn't make any sense if you get in a fight and... You know, this guy, say, big guy hits you, you're out of the game. He doesn't get a penalty. He might, he might get two minutes or something like that. And then other guy comes over and fights him. And then he's out of the game and possibly even suspended longer. I'm kind of putting a, a biased spin on that, but um, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm sure the listeners know what I'm saying. Do you, do you kind of like that as well? Or do you kind of like how like, – are, are the refs a little bit more um, – uh, tuned into like seeing what's going on for like bad hits and slashes and hacks and stuff. Yeah, I'm a little conflicted because it, it does depend. It's uh, obviously with my style of game, I like having that that space. And uh, if the ref can give it to you, mm-hmm. obviously that's effective. Yeah. If uh, if the ref isn't giving it to you, and maybe you need some protection, sort of thing. Like, because I'm not the kind of guy who's really fighting my own battles. I mean, I I can stand up for myself, but I don't know if I'm really too effective that way, you know? So uh, it definitely has a place in the game. There is still intimidation. There is, you know... Like, oh, 100%. There's still uh, a big big hit can change momentum of a game. So Yes. Um, you can definitely see the, the traditional enforcer kind of going by the wayside, it seems that way, yeah. you know? But uh, the kind of the modern day, like... Uh, like you look at Tom Wilson or somebody of that oh, nature, right? Yep, like yep. who's very polarizing, right? With some of the hits and stuff. And uh, what he does, he's a presence on the ice. Yes. And even our, in our league, like we we notice guys, uh, and it changes year by year, kind of. And that's very political. I too, I, I think as well is kind of okay. What do we want this year? Do we want to protect guys a little more? Do we want the even you see now like they the conversations that I listen to, it's like, do they want more hitting back in the game? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so it kind of goes in cycles. And yeah. as a player, you almost have to be attuned to that because you have to be more aware in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Yeah. And like, and guys, <coughs> like you're bringing up Wilson and like maybe Lucic, as much of an OI fan I am right now, and a Lucic fan, maybe not now, but days of uh, yore, um, <laughs> such a double-edged, sword, a double-edged sword where he could be offensively, um, you know, an offensive threat. But at the same time, like just a punishing hit too, where that changes the game. So he hits a player, taint, t- uh, you know, tilts the tilts the ice a little bit, and then he gets a goal. And that's just like, oh man! Like one, he crushed us physically, and then two, he gets a goal. Like, how are we going to get out of this hole now? And like the momentum's just sw- swinging that way. Um, <laughs> and you know, put it, put the spotlight a little bit on you. Uh, I also noticed that you have quite the amount of uh, penalty minutes. Uh, is have 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 you? Uh, I don't think you're much of a chippy player from what I've seen, but uh, what's what's probably your most common penalty that you get? Like a hook, or maybe oh, a, a trip, know. or just interference or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I try to stay out Roughly. of it. I, I, I don't think I'm... <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I, I'm not a player who gets too much involved in, the, in that sort of stuff, so probably... Yeah. <coughs> excuse me, probably... Yeah, probably a stick penalty or something. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not really. You're, you're quite speedy, so I don't think you'd be, you'd pull a hooking. That's usually like a, a sign for like a slower player. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten a fight in this league before? I've gotten one. Yep, that's my. Who is it with? Uh, Jan Latner, who plays for Zalimov in, in uh, it's the Czech team. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he play in the NHL? 
I have no idea. No, no I think he's been in Zenoimo for oh, quite a okay. while. This, this happened probably five, Latter six years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's... What did you do? Uh, just, I only had one glove on. This whole night. <laughs> and, uh, like, it was just like a scrum behind the net, so we just... He, he's a lot bigger than me, so I was just kind of trying to hang on, and I was <laughs> down here. He was. Oh he no! He knew he was going to give it to me, so yeah. he took off his own helmet. Like oh. I almost like got to go into the crowd, yeah. but he couldn't hit me because I was low enough. And then <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I better swing once." And then I I swung once. And I think it surprised him and it knocked him down. So no way! I was there like, you go. "Get get out of here!" <laughs> oh, dunk, dunking the goon. <laughs> never, never, never again. Energy line now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so yeah, that. Watching the game the other night, like, what's up with the with the cage? Yeah, I got a broken nose right now. Oh no way! So I got oh, okay. uh, our first game against Rouen in France. Uh, I got uh, nothing, nothing spectacular, <laughs> nothing crazy. Uh, it was uh, one of our former teammates here in Salzburg, Matthew Waugh. Uh, he was trying to make a stretch pass, and I was paying attention, but I guess not really. It, I was standing on the bench. Oh no way! <laughs> and, but, oh, you guys geez. don't know because, but I had a I have a giant visor that I usually oh, play with. You do? I, yep. And I have. Uh, no clue how it got through. Just snicks, you know. There, it right? Just I don't know. It, it broke the visor, but like broke my nose up here. So I wear the cage for what, a month or so, and I'll get surgery. Oh jeez. Well, and then also <laughs> go with that too. I believe I I, I bought I bought you know, this this is luck of the draw. I bought a pack of hockey cards the last couple of times coming. Whenever I go to any game, like if I go to the Czech game or uh, a German game or even uh, EBL as well, I always try, try to buy a pack of hockey cards because you never know who you got. Uh, who, who, who you are going to get. Um, when I was in the Czech, I bought one pack and I got a Yuri Schlager autographed card oh, within nice. the... T- I, I gave it to my brother... Uh, sorry, my, my cousin's husband because he's a huge Schlager fan. It's so random. Yeah. I know, I know. It's so weird. But this, this is the guy that we're going to go to see the um, Sir Beach game with. Right, right. Um, but yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I got this autographed card. He's like, oh, he's my favorite player. I'm like, well, you just married to the family, so here you go. And he's like, oh, for me? He's like, this is the greatest wedding present ever. And I'm like, really? It's like, you guys got, you guys got too many crappy things. You guys got too many crappy things from Ikea. You're just like, oh, yeah, this is like, and this is just for me, not for Yana at all. Like, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, so who are you playing right now with? I didn't get a chance to see the the lineups or anything like that. Uh, your your wing your wingers. Oh, sorry, you're you're playing right wing right now, right? No, I'm playing center. Center. Okay, yeah. so your yeah. wingers are my wingers are John Hughes and Thomas Raffle. Oh man, not a bad line at all. How could you? <laughs> that's not bad at all. Like, that's pretty deadly. Like, no, that's. I I've been fortunate throughout my career to have great line mates, and I mean those guys are. Thomas Raffle is one of the best Austrians, if not the best Austrian in the league. And oh, then, I don't know. I, oh, in the league right now, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, league, My hoof, yeah. hoof. <laughs> yeah, he's such a big physical force. You know, he creates so much space for me and Husey. And then, obviously, we talked about Husey Thomas earlier. is quite large, yeah. yeah. Husey's so cerebral. It's, uh, he makes whoever he's playing with better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and, and you're probably on the first power play unit as well, eh? Yeah, we, we kind of roll the lines a little bit, so I don't know. It's I'm sure it changes every now and then. That's kind of yeah. cool, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah. No, well, this, this is the fun thing. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't know, we're just bullshitting. And, like, this is the thing. It was, like, Salzburg. I'm sure, I'm sure things just switch around. Like, who's got the chemistry right now? Yeah. You switch around, and that practices probably go very well. So it's like, ah, oh, well, we're feeling this way and stuff. So, and you have your veteranship here, too. So they're like, oh, yeah, yeah definitely oh, the first power play. It's, like you said, chemistry is a big thing, man. Uh, there's so many games. It's you gotta ride the hot hand sometimes. So who's 
who's looking good that game. There coach coach tells the senior. <laughs> coach, coach goes in there and says, Ryan, okay, who do you want on your wing? And you're, just <laughs> you're off. I hate you. I you're you're back. Out. <laughs> the boss. He makes the call. Yeah. Cool. Um, the, the fans and the fan culture in, in Europe, like not just Austria, but Europe, is just incredible. This is one of the things I love most about coming to Europe and watching hockey. And he, you know, Colin's starting to get experience of that too, is that it's almost like a soccer game, you know, a football game. Everyone's just dancing and singing. Like I, I hear from my, my my family that it's kind of gone down a little bit in Salzburg. Sadly, you know, hey, shout out to Salzburg. Step your game up a little bit. <laughs> Is this team, you know, like they're gonna win the they're gonna win the championship this year? Yeah. Um, but it's just such an intense vibe, and like you can hear. It's not, it's not like North America. Like college must have been a different story because everyone's like, you know, you see college hockey and you see college basketball, yeah. and college yeah, football, and it's just insane. It's insane. Yeah. Tailgate parties, just like everyone's making all kinds of noise. Um, in in Europe, it's the same thing. Everyone's got like the chants and the songs. North America, it's just quiet. Like, shh, shh, shh. We're watching the game. Everyone sit down, sit down. Yeah. Nashville's kind of changing that a little bit. Yeah, the saw a game in Nashville. It is wild. It's yeah, nothing I like a different. I was getting angry. I was like, sit down. Like every time there's a breakaway, everyone's like, well, like I can't see now. Well, I guess I have to stand up too. Yeah. But that that must be such a, a like a boost for you guys in the ice. Like yeah, okay, you hear the chant like oh, go Oilers go. Go, let's go. But like in in Austria, you're hearing you know like the different chants and like the very like trademark you know songs that you hear all the time. It's like fuck yeah, like, like this yeah. is what, like let's do it. You're, you're holding the puck in the offensive zone enough, or you're killing the penalty enough, and they, they start singing and chanting and stuff like they're clapping, and so that's gotta be so awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's so special. Like you said, you did a good job of, of describing it. It's so unique um, with the drums and stuff and the chants and. Uh, Especially in big games, like if you get the visiting fans coming in and they're they're uh, they're it's like soccer. They're in their own little cage, yeah, yeah. right? So they're they're separated because you don't know what's gonna happen and uh, throwing beer on the ice and you know getting on the street. They're they're getting really engaged, right? So it's uh, even. Uh, even if the game's not close, it's sometimes the the fans are singing, they're chanting. You know, they keep it going through the whole yeah. game. So it's uh, it's a it's a festival type atmosphere, yeah. and it's a fun thing, thing, yeah. thing and, to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, and, and what I experienced again for the first time the other night watching you guys play. Um, what's it like to like hear the crowd chant your name? Like, was it three times when you score a goal? Like, what, what is it? What is that? Ryan like? Duncan. Yeah. Ryan and Duncan. Like, to know that one like, more time, yeah. Ryan. Oh, to know that like thousands of people know your name, like what? what oh yeah, like how, how lucky are we? Like, yeah. Who gets to do that? They're <laughs> so God, cool. Stonka, I don't know who thought of that. Where the you said they say your first name and chant the the last name, yeah. but that's it's uh, what a fantastic that's, idea, right? It's just so, cool. so much more intimate to the like. And this is the thing is like uh, I listen to um, uh, it's called the Real Life Podcast with um, uh, it's Edmonton Oilers and like, some fans and like, bloggers and stuff. Pardon me. And they talk about how um, the, the fan experience for Edmonton is just so sad right now. Like, they're not really getting engaged with the fans. If anything, they're pushing it away. Where the 90s, they used to have, like, the fan experience where you, like, go and you meet the players, like Mary Strakowski and stuff like that. Kelly Bookberger. Yeah, yeah random name, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Polish prince. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but nowadays, it's like they almost want to keep the players away from the, the fans because... They think that there's going to be a negative impact where like the fans are going to be mean, you know, like, like kind of like a, the, the way that maybe some people put a spin on Hall getting, you know, thrown out, quote unquote, to, um, you know, away from Edmonton, same with Everlay, like getting kind of chased away. But um, like they, they want to bring like 
so many players, so many fans want to bring that fan experience back, where the fans get to know them, shake hands with them, get a, like an autograph, sitting down right across from their their favorite player or the kids, you know. Yeah. Where nowadays they're kind of like almost hidden away. Here it seems like you guys are almost just like you brush shoulders with the fans and like they get to know you. Yeah, they chat your names. And then you look at the section where it's the guys with the drums and the flags, and they're always there. Like my my cousin and her husband, they have season passes, and they've had the same seats, I think, for more than a decade now. So it's just like I'm sure you guys become very personal, uh, uh, become very, I don't know, like you recognize people in the stands because like from the ice you can kind of see the faces like yeah. the size of the rink right now. No, so. it's a lot of the same people, right? So it's it's such a big sense of community here, yeah. like. For me, I've been lucky to be here for a number of years, so yeah, you get to know a lot of the fans and uh, you get to interact and have relationships, and especially through social media and stuff now, it's been it's been a huge boost in that regard, in in my experience individually. But uh, no, our team does a does a pretty good job of that of of interacting with the fans, and um, no, for sure, that's back in North America. Hopefully, they do more of that, more of that, because especially like you said, for kids, like. I remember when I interacted with the Flames, like some mm-hmm. of the, the Flames growing up, you know, and you always remember that stuff and you want to you wanna be a good example for kids first off growing up and then uh, to, to have them hopefully have a positive memory that can, that can go a long way. Well, especially an advocate for the sport here in Salzburg where Austria has really been taking leaps and bounds with their hockey programs too. Um, I remember reading an article in Hockey News about Brian Savage yep. coming over to Austria and really helping out with the program here. And it's been doing wonders. And that's, that's such a reassuring thing. And like Brian Savage, like that's not just like, you know, a fourth line plug. That's a very talented hockey player that played for Montreal and other teams too. So it's really good to see him come over here and, and make a name and also you know, kick some ass. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, it's, it, it's awesome. They're, they seem to be doing some big-time things here. I mean, Red Bull is uh, a huge company worth a lot of money, and they've invested a lot of it into into soccer but also into hockey. So mm-hmm. hopefully uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll see some, some players from Austria being developed and hopefully go to the well, Red Bull has so much money to throw around. They even have the guy, uh, Felix, Felix Baumgartner, jumping yeah. in space too. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got all kinds yeah. of stuff to do. Um Let's step into the playoffs a little bit. You've been, again, looking at your stats, you are quite the playoff player. Like, do you just find another gear? Like, what is it? There's just the intensity and, like, like hey, we're, we're in the show now. Like, the regular season, yeah, you know, like, you take your time, you get there almost, you know, and I'm not going to say almost everybody makes the playoffs, but, you know, you, you can play mediocre and still make it. Like, even Balzano last year, like, you know, props to the champ, but um, they, they barely made it in and they go to the final. Um, so when you go do get to the playoffs is just like this is serious like let's get let's let's tone it down a little bit or it's like let's really focus on what's going on and everyone needs to step their game up so whether it's you individually or your team as a whole like it, it just seems that you get uh you get much more like goal-minded and clutch mentality yeah i don't know what it is because obviously i'm focused and intense during the regular season yeah. and mm-hmm. i want to perform well there but uh like we know growing up uh it's it matters what you do in the playoffs mm-hmm. really more that's that's what players are remembered for um and you 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 play the game to win that's that's what i play for you know it's it's fun to compete and uh you gotta be at your best in the playoffs if you want to have a chance to win so for me that's uh for sure the intensity goes up and i want to be a player who's counted on in the big moments so mm-hmm. uh 
I want to come through. That's yeah. that's uh, kind of my mentality. I don't know why. Like I said, it, it happens. It's been happening well, in the playoffs, yeah. but hopefully it continues. It's, and if you're playing the way that you played the other night, man, I don't think you and the Red Bulls are going to have a problem getting all the way. So I hope so. No, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And it was kind of the same as well as in North Dakota. I didn't get a chance to look at your stats, man. Like I was running out of time, and they you know data is on my mobile, you know. Like so, uh, like like was it the same in uh, in college where you like you get into the Frozen Four or anything like that? And um, yeah, I mean, I I had some good success in the playoffs and stuff in North Dakota and in Salmon Arm, um, but. Like I said, that's that's a product of having good line mates too. And but yeah, no, it's uh, once we got to the Frozen Four on or the the semifinal of Frozen Four, unfortunately, we lost <laughs> three years in a row. But no, but up until that point, yeah, we were we were rolling pretty good as a team, and I was able to chip in as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, now that you mentioned that, uh, you know, you had these tough times in college. What has been probably one of the toughest moments in your career? Uh, and like, how did you get past that? Yeah, it was the very last game of my college career. That was really by far my uh, my toughest moment. We were playing New Hampshire in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, we were up by a goal with five seconds left. I was in there taking the face off. They had the goalie pulled. Uh, they won the face off back. Banked it off the. They missed a shot. Banked it off the back wall, got the rebound, and scored with, I don't know, probably under a second left. Wow. And they ended up beating us in overtime. So that was how my college career ended. Uh, and that was uh, probably still not really over it, you know? Of you, course. You think about it. Like, you probably you probably think about that stuff more than, you know, your, your, your successes. So yeah. what you would have done differently. But uh, for sure, I've learned from that <laughs> situation, <laughs> you know? And uh, learn what to do better, and hopefully, it's uh, it's maybe a better player in pro. No, well, one one thing I can definitely uh, you know give you praise for for sure is you know like you, you don't get drafted in the NHL, you don't get a, a signed contract in the NHL, but still you pursue that hockey dream. And you know what? I think a lot of people might kick themselves in the ass that didn't pursue that. It's like, oh, I'm not going to fucking play in the European leagues or anything like that. Well, why not? Like, it seems like a really fun time, and you know, you you have a good time. It's I, I, I'm, again. I don't really know how much the contract you look looks after. Like whether you guys have a union or you know a signing bonus and stuff like that. But it seems like the league takes care of you guys, if not the company as well. You know where I, I remember talking to some guys in the English league um, where they were playing in Edinburgh. They were getting some of their school paid for. They're getting their flat paid for. They'd have a um, an allowance on groceries and stuff. Like it's it seems like it's a very reasonable option. And you know what? maybe you come over here and pay your dues and then you get noticed and you go to go back. Like, yeah. yeah no, so I, I give you praise on that. Like might as well keep playing something you love, man. Absolutely. No, it's uh, I love the game of hockey. Like I said, so um, I'm going to keep playing it as long as I can. And it's, it's for sure not for everyone coming to, to, to play in Europe, but uh, for me, it's been a, it's been a great fit. And, um, we're, we're treated so well here on and off the ice. So, uh, it's a good living. I mean, I don't have to work in the summertime or anything, so it's yeah. uh, you know it's it's profitable that way. And uh, to to get the to play a game that you played as a kid mm-hmm. uh, as a living, it's uh, it's a pretty good deal. No, totally. And like going on with that too, the the schedule is quite you know comfortable to you guys. Like I don't want to say comfortable as like it's easy or something like that, but comparing it to like a league like the AHL, which is just brutal. It's a shit show. Like you could have three games back to back to back. Yeah. 
or you have two games back to back and then you have a day off and then you have a, like you have to drive to somewhere else and it's usually bus it's like not even flights all the time too it's like absolutely insane like reading a little bit about uh, John Scott when he was playing in the minors and he's just like this was worse than I had like when he when he played in um, university where they would have to go up to Alaska sometimes via bus mm-hmm. yeah so Oh yeah. man, and like not even like a properly heated bus too. He's like we'd have to wear parkas and like tri- like triple layered uh, wool socks sometimes too, and you know so that that's a guy who's labeled a goon, who's actually a very smart, intelligent man yeah. as well as a you know a hardworking player. And he's like I didn't get in my first fight until like I think I think it was his minor, minor career when he was Probably. in the AHL, yeah. like first real one where somebody like tapped on the shoulder and was like, "Hey, fight him." Yeah. You know, I'm sure beforehand he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm mad at that guy. So I'm gonna fight him." But I remember hearing from Corey Cross when he was playing for the Hamburg Freezers, this is way back. <laughs> uh, he, liked, he liked the schedule. He's like, I get to hang out with my family. You know, I got my kids. I got my wife. Um, I'm able to do things. I'm able to explore the city. You know, I'm able to, like, pick them on, like, a couple little shifts here and there for, like, maybe another job or do things with the fans. And it's not so run and gun. Like, you have a home game, an away game, a home game, maybe another home game kind of thing, like, over the course of a month. Yeah. No, so, it's uh, it, it's great that way as well. Like and, we, and being a new family man too. Yeah, no, it's the this league is unbelievable for for families. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we never besides this weekend, <laughs> we play Saturday Sunday this weekend. Yeah. We never usually play back to back nights. We play probably Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. Uh, if we play three games a week, other than that, we just play Friday, Sunday. Um, wow. You're home in your bed almost every single night. Wow. So the travel is easy. It's all by bus in our league. Yep. Um, the longest bus trip, I think, that I said the, to, to Hungary, I think, is five or six hours. Zagreb is five or six hours. It's not but, even that bad. But, yeah, most are, most are within three, four hours, if not closer. Wow. So it's, uh, it's a great deal. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, and, like, and the places you get to go, like Budapest. That's part of it. <laughs> Vienna. <laughs> it's just the travel of it yeah. all. That's totally. Amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And yeah. the Champions League right now, too. Like, that's, that's incredible. Like, yeah. It's, it's got to be something else. If you have the right mindset about it, like, it's... You get to come here. Somebody's paying you to play hockey. Mm-hmm. Have a great travel schedule. Play for a great organization. See the world. See yep. Experience a different culture. Like it's uh, people pay to travel over here and experience it. You know, yeah. we're getting paid to do it basically. Oh, yeah. So it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. Um, what do you like to do with your free time? You know, obviously you have your, your young daughter, so you want to see her grow yep. up and spend time with her and. You know, wives are, I guess they're kind of cool, too, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like, what else do you get up to? Like, besides the family life, like, uh, do, do you, like, often make trips to, because like, Europe is so, like, in, in comparison to Canada, it's so close together, make some trips here, there, do you watch some hockey games, maybe in, like, a neighboring city, too? Yeah, we try to get out and explore as much as we possibly can. My mom, or my mom, my <laughs> wife is, uh, is huge on uh, hiking, experience the outdoors, oh, so she's, she's awesome. Awesome. She's on Instagram, uh, finding different places for us to, to go see if we have time for a day trip or something. Mm. Uh, we're lucky here as well. We get uh, usually two breaks, two national team breaks where the Austrian guys go play for the national team oh, cool. for uh, usually about seven to 10 days. So mm. the guys who are left here have to train for a little bit, but we'll get a few days off to go travel. and. Yeah. Uh, Anywhere that's uh, within reason, you know, within within Europe, if it's a quick plane ride or a drive or a bus or yeah. a train, uh, you know, we go explore that new area as well. So that's super cool. Uh, we try all our hot spots. I mean, over whatever eight nine years, we've we've got to go and visit and, uh, and travel some some great destinations. That, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Like that's probably like 
why wouldn't you? You know, you're you're in um, Europe's like you're you're almost in the center of Europe right now. So yeah. it's a good launching point here, there, and everywhere yeah. kind of. And thing. we don't know when it's gonna end, so we're doing our best there to, you go. Yeah. to get it. Yeah, might as well, might as well, and especially like just you know, set that. Um, I'm trying to think of the word here. I don't know. Put, put put that bug in your daughter's ear, where like once she gets older, it's like, hey, this is where yeah. you grew up. This is like you know, this is, you know, kind of your home. You know, explore. Yeah. You know, like yeah, have, be be a good role model to your you know your your kids or kids. You know, like depending on who you are. But yeah, like I've always found like my parents always pushed it on us too. Is like travel. We don't care if you go to college, university, like, but just explore the world, get a world experience. That's one of the best things you can get. Absolutely, there's so much out there, right? There's, oh, for sure. Like you said, you you meet so many people. Like everybody has a different story. There's so much to learn. So. Mm-hmm. So, and, and saying that about Europe, how often do you get to go back to Canada? I imagine your parents are still in Calgary? Yep, my parents are still in Calgary. Uh, I try to get back every summer. Uh, we, we set up shop in Minneapolis in the summertime, yep. but uh, I usually try to get back for a couple of weeks. Uh, got a lot of close friends still living in Calgary, mm-hmm. obviously my family, so try to get back for a boys weekend or something <laughs> and uh, check out... Uh, Stampede! Yeah, exactly. Who knows? I haven't been to Stampede in a number of years, but got to make it back there too as mm-hmm. well, and uh, I obviously visit with my family and my niece and nephew and my sister for sure for sure um and, and being from calgary are you, are you a bit of a, a cfl fan i paid attention just now <laughs> i looked just the other day i didn't watch any of the games but i see that calgary's in the great cup i can't <laughs> this, this will be the third year in a row they've been in there yeah they've lost the previous two years to one to the red blocks yeah. which they were heavily favored to beat them second year again they were heavily favored against the argonauts and now they're playing the red blacks again do you think they're gonna break it and they then finally win? Right? They gotta Who's do it. Dave Dickinson? I think Dave Dickinson is still. Yeah. It, was, it was John Huffnagel for a long yeah, time, yeah, but right. I think it's Dave Dickinson. I, yeah. I I've faltered a little bit off uh, the wagon there a little okay. bit just because the Eskimos. I'm a huge Eskimos fan. I was gonna say those, those Red Blacks beat my hometown Tie Cats. They did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was born in Hamilton, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it stings too. a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, I, I pay attention vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, I know who the quarterback is. Around. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing, nothing would be worse for an Eskimos fan where Edmonton was supposed to like predicted because they had a really good lineup. They were supposed to make it all the way to the Grey Cup this year, and they're hosting the Grey Cup. So nothing would be worse to see like Stan Peters win it in our freaking yeah, barn. Like, oh yeah. my god, that'd be terrible. But uh, yeah, no, it's always good to hear. Like uh, again, when I, um, so I went to this Edinburgh Capitals game. This is years and years ago. It might have been 2013. And buddy and I went to go see the game. It was Edinburgh Capitals against. Oh, frick, I can't, can't remember who they're playing against. But we went to this local bar just close to the arena, and then all these players started piling in, like dressed really nice, and like a lot of them speaking Slovak and stuff like that. And this is like, are you guys? Are you guys in the Capitals? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, we just saw your game. Like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Canadian hockey jersey. And then one guy's like, I saw that. It was so, it's always so great to see a Canadian jersey in the stands. You know, it always just like brings a lot. Like, yeah, it's not one of the teams that's playing right now, but it's always still so good to see a Canadian hockey jersey because, you know, there are some Canadians that are playing here and we, and we love to see that jersey too. And I'm like, oh, sweet, where are you from? Is it Calgary? I'm like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, my parents are from Edmonton. I grew up in northern Alberta. I lived in Airdrie for a little bit. I lived in Jasper. I lived in Canmore. I've been all over the province. So I do have respect, you know, throughout the province for different teams. But we're talking about it. And it was Calgary against um, Toronto. And this is way back then, too. And we're, 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 getting, we're drinking with the team. We're getting pretty drunk. And at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, they're getting the cab. Okay, well, yeah, bye. We're going to take the tram. It's like, yeah, Calgary sucks. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> and his face is like, great. And his face is just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> and Toronto beat Calgary, too. So yeah. 
one of these days they'll win a, a Grey Cup well, again. Hopefully they get off the they're, schneid here. Yeah. They're such a good team. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, on the same topic, how, how often do you see, I mean, besides us two recently, uh, how often do you see Canadian fans or anything like that come through to Salzburg or even to other arenas? Yeah, every, every once in a while. Like we, when I was in... Uh, we played a game in Dornburn yep. last year, earlier this year. There was uh, a fan from North Dakota. Oh, cool. So no I, shit. So I, I, I'm lucky because I kind of like, you know, I, I could have friends from Calgary coming or from Minneapolis or from North Dakota, you know. So there's always somebody who, uh, or fans, I should say, not yeah. just friends. But that it's uh, it, it, it's so awesome when you see a familiar face or like we talked about earlier, you're playing against a former teammate or something. Mm-hmm. So anything you kind of you learn to appreciate that even more you know yeah you don't, you don't get it all the time. it's a big world but it's also super small at the same time exactly. especially if you can see someone yeah. in a random place like Dornburn or wherever yeah. right or even here it's yeah like, this oh, is pretty uh, random right yeah so, when i saw you with the kids same thing when i saw the kids, get up. <laughs> i was like it, it brings a huge smile to your face and especially kind of this time of the year like in canada like world juniors is such a big yeah. thing like I never played for Team Canada, but just to see the jersey and yeah. it, it brings back good memories. Yeah, sure. Sweet. So. Oh man, like, and this is one thing too is I'm already looking at it next year to come back to Austria and the Czech Republic for Christmas and New Year's because the World Juniors are going to be in Czech. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's going to be for a time and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I also want to apologize for that yell because I had no idea. Like, usually when when you see a hockey player walking away from the ice and you're like, yeah, you're rock, and it's like, yeah, thanks, okay, bye. And this is like, Ryan, Galaxy says hello. And you're like, oh, you're from Galaxy. Like, oh shit, I did not yeah, have this plan. <laughs> well, you know what? That, that's probably, that's what I did I'm not think this is going to be a conversation. I'm going to see my wife. I, I, I told a fan via Instagram that I'd go sign a jersey. You screamed to me. I could have kept going, right? Yeah. And I said, hey, yeah, thanks, sort of thing. But for whatever reason, I decided to say hi, and look here we are. Yeah. 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 Well, well, and the, the right. thing too is that you know, like I, I'm, you know, I say, hey, Calgary says hello, and then Ryan responds, uh, oh, you're from Calgary. I'm like, well, no, close, but where? I'm like. A police, police river area, so not that close actually. <laughs> I did live in Airdrie, but that just blog, blanked out of my mind, so I don't know. It's just like, I, yeah, yeah. well, one, I was really drunk, and then two, I did not think that the conversation was going to go that far. And then three, I'm like, oh, he's got things to do. He's already like, he's probably like looking at his wife because he's got his kid in his arms here. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, like, oh, geez. But oh well, so it worked out great. And um, our, our friend is the is one of the scorekeepers, uh, timekeepers there, so okay. she, she was the one that, uh, yeah, you know, asked me, it's like, oh, you talked to Ryan. It's like, you know, first name. Thing, yeah. basis. It's like, do you want to meet him? Like, well, if he's got the time, that'd be incredible. You know, like, who knows? So that worked out great. And then here we are. Yeah. Um, getting in a little bit more into the festive, se- the fe- festive season, uh, Krampus is coming. How excited are you to see this terrifying demon? Like, he's not as scary looking as Gritty, but or Hunter the Lynx from Edmonton, <laughs> yeah. but he's quite frightening. <laughs> great comparison. Gritty, that's so funny. Um, no, I mean, I love the tradition. I, yeah. think, I think it's uh, I think it's so cool. I mean, to to go downtown and do like a a Krampus run or something. Yeah. I mean, have uh, you pers- are you have you participated in it? Just like yeah, just like sitting on the side, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, a little more dangerous for women. They seem to to go after yeah. them, but yeah. uh, no, it's <laughs> usually they're they're very respectful and uh, just to see the the different masks and how how uh, detailed and creative some of the mm-hmm. the people are. It's uh, it's certainly cool, and and to see the young kids, and now to have my own daughter, to, she's not quite old enough to realize it quite yet, but uh, instill the fear in oh, her. Oh yeah, like just the 
the bells that just, as soon as you hear it, you're just like your ears per- perk up, you know. Yeah, so they're frightening even to adults. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a neat uh, tradition. There, there was a little while ago where um, the Red Bulls they had Krampus on the ice, and so yeah. I sent that photo to John uh, Wright and Dan O'Toole Dude. on Instagram, and it was like, so is this scarier than Hunter the Lynx? And Dan's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like we have it easy in North America, mind yeah. you. So yeah, no, it, again, like you say the festive season's great. Like we came in here with blue vine, you know. So, yeah. Like, yeah. This is one of the best times in the year to, oh. to come to Salisbury. Come Aust- to Austria, Austria, to Austria is a, a Christmas country, that's for sure. And now we'll get into your uh, a little bit more of uh, your past as well. So, what was, who's your favorite player growing up? Uh, probably Theron Fleury, because he was obviously a, a smaller player. And, I had that in my mind. Yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, that was the, the first one that I can remember, and he obviously scored some big goals. Oh, man, dancing through the ice in Edmonton. Yeah, like, for uh, a young kid, he was so exciting. Yep. Like, he was very flashy, right? So. Oh, yeah. And uh, why number 16? Um, it's just uh, I, growing up, I wore probably 17. I wore 21 in high school I wore 22 in Salmon Arm mm-hmm. and then I wanted 22 in North Dakota mm-hmm. somebody else took it so I settled on 16 there's no real uh, my dad wore 11 in mm-hmm. North Dakota so there's no real uh, uh, sentimental reason yep. it's just uh, yeah, I, I it was an available number it was an available number I had some success with yeah. it so I yeah. started yeah. I, 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 I wore 16 in junior too oh I, I, mean, <laughs> I looked up call I did some research guy who's younger than you the only reason why I chose 16 was my parents' house number. That's it, because they always carried you know me on their back. Well, the, well, there was no coalition. Uh, sorry, um, um, correlation. Uh, correlation. Yes, big, word, big word. Big word. Uh, <laughs> I'm also on cold medication right now. Um, there's there's no connection between you and your brother for your numbers either, right? Like uh, not like Daniel and Henrik, where it's 22 was, and 33. Was, I was 16. He was 17 uh, for a couple seasons. Um, Weird twins, I tell you. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I was but, connected. Yeah, but no, we usually have pretty like opposite numbers. Like he mm. was always double digits, and I was always single digits, and that seems like a pretty defensive yeah. thing to do. It's a yeah. single digit or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been the biggest moment in career? Or a couple of them? <laughs> I'm sure there's a few that yeah. are pretty huge right now. <laughs> um, just. The championships here—they've been—it's been such a cool thing to be a part of. There's uh, there's no better feeling of working all season or working your whole career up until that, until that point, you know, to to come to the culmination of winning that last game, you know, and then just how much goes into it, how exhausted you are, and then to just feel that relief and, yeah, it's and, over. Just, and just let loose yeah. and know that for the whole summer you can enjoy it, yeah, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, and just soak it all in and reflect on it and something that nobody can ever take away from you exactly. you can look back on after your career is over and be proud of it. Is, is there because I think you've been a part of four or three championships yeah four four is there one that stands up more so like one that was just like really tough to get through or like I'm sure the first one was like holy shit we did it yeah. but like after that like once you get to like I would say more than two or three championships then it's like okay now I have some favorites and stuff not really, to be honest, because first one we won in double overtime. Second wow. one we won in game seven in overtime in play. Wow. Yeah. Third one we were dominant in the playoffs. We lost one game. Wow. Like, so that was special too. Yeah, and yeah. then the, the, the last one we were down in every series we came back and won. Wow, you wow. Know? So they, they all have special They're all traits, unique. You yeah. know? So it's, uh, like I said, I've been lucky to be part of some great teams and some special moments that I'll never forget. Yeah, fucking A. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much all the main questions I got there. Now, uh, you know, being a huge hockey fan and obviously a big sports fan, or just in general, like you agreed to, you know, come on to the podcast. Do you have some favorite podcasts to listen to? Yeah, I've listened to a lot of hockey podcasts. I'm a big <laughs> fantasy football guy too, yeah. so I, I love uh, listening to the 0600 fantasy football mm-hmm. focus podcasts. Um, but I, the hockey ones I listen to, I listen to 31 Thoughts with Elliot Freeman, Jeff yep. Merrick. I listen to Spit and Chip. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hate Ryan Whitney, though. Hockey, hockey Central, dude. Great. Yeah. From that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I uh, got a few. Uh, podcast that maybe help me be a parent or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, it's, it's mostly hockey. Well, it's actually funny as uh, with the not after the new podcast, uh, the, the 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 main host there. Uh, I, don't know, I guess I, we, we we call him the you know Pa Paul Anthony. Uh, he did one. Um, we're going to be dads with him and one of his buddies, yeah. uh, Mike Paraconi because they were expecting a baby and like each one of them around the same time and so they're just talking about like how they, they, they bring their own dads on and then talk to them and talk to like some of their friends on another episode and this is like what they're expecting and it's like oh yeah we already got some dad jokes coming up so here's the dad <laughs> jokes so you know like, obviously you know you're following me on Instagram now uh, maybe take a look at the podcast and see some, see some episodes that you might like there too um, but yeah no, like I, we, we completely agree like Spitting Chicklets is hilarious oh, it's so um, funny yeah no no and there's just a few other ones as well like I, I like following the TSN guys, obviously, Jane Dan and James Duffy and Bob McKenzie every now and then. Um, Hockey News, they need to step up their game for me. It's such a huge magazine. Their yeah, podcast they really isn't great. They, they, they do have a podcast, but it's not yeah. as good. It's just yeah. kind of like put thrown together a little bit. And I'm not a big fan of, uh, what's his name there, Campbell? Ken Campbell. He's annoying. Some of his points of view are really good. And some of them are just like, oh, man, like, why do you have to do that? Like you're just you're just being annoying now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you have any more questions or calling? Honestly, I think behind the mic here we could talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep it like some sort of PG here. But honestly, it's, it's been super cool hearing um, a pro perspective of the European side of the, the pro hockey game, and I've, I've learned a shit ton in the hour and almost a half that we've been talking. I think, and I know. I, I, that was awesome, man. That 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to throw in there at all? Or? Yeah, I just want to thank you guys. I appreciate you oh, taking man. the time for me. I mean, <laughs> the, you, guys are, you guys are on vacation. So. The pleasure <laughs> is honestly all ours. Yeah, exactly. We're so super happy to be here. Do this with me? Like, that's, uh, that means a lot. It's cool. Oh, and, and it goes right back. It's like we're, we're more than happy that you were able to agree with this. Like, um, I try to come here every year or, or two or three or whatever, like whenever I can, because I have relatives here in Austria and then as well as the Czech Republic. Um, we were actually we were supposed to be in a, a, a hockey tournament in Prague, uh, maybe we'll get you to j- jump on as a as a as a ringer there. Unlimited free beer. <laughs> that's, 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 the <laughs> that's 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 the attractive point right there. And then uh, you know you get your maybe combination thrown in there. Too. <laughs> oh man, we definitely take her. That's for sure. Yeah, you'd be like, go, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she played in the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, she, she'd be unreal. That's oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, no. So we were planning on doing that, but our organizers they got busy with uh, their own personal lives, as you know, life happens. Yeah. So then we just stayed with it and we was 
and traveling around. So we did Belgium, France, uh, now um, did a little detour in Italy just for a few hours. And then now we're in Australia to go to Czech Republic. He goes home, I go to England and then that's it. So no, it's, it's been unreal. And, you know, being able to do a recording with a a professional hockey player has been the icing on the cake, you know, so far. So, um, you know, I hope that next couple of times I come visit, maybe meet up, have a beer uh, without the mic, you know, (laughs) maybe bring it back or, you know, who knows other people or whatever. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Honestly, yeah, been best of luck. Nice to meet you guys. Season two and hope you guys go all the way with the, in the Champions League. Oh, fuck. It, it, the, the only, the only shitty thing about our job is that it comes, it starts up right when all the finals are happening. Yeah. So like you know, the Austrian league that's coming up to their championships, which is right in the, you know, right at the start of spring. And that's when we're fighting fire the most. And then you also got like the world championships too, which I've always wanted to go to. And it's just, so it's a little torture, but yeah. you know, every now and then we're able to watch some of the games. So it's yeah. always a little pleasure there for sure. So, you know, best of luck to you guys for the rest of the season and the finals and the champion, Champions League too. So, yeah, right on. Thank you very much, right. Ryan Duncan. Um, yeah, this is Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Copper from Aqua Throw Clear, along with Colin Eisner and Ryan Duncan from the Red Bulls there. So thanks a lot, guys, and hope you enjoy. Boom. Sweet.